When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everybody has the fear of failure, the fear of something, of the unknown. And the last minute, you don't do it. And then you say, I'm really going to do this. And you do it again and again. After a while, you don't want to disappoint yourself. So you might develop a new identity and say, I'm a procrastinator. Well, once that's who you are, that behavior is going to be consistent. It is that powerful a control system on how we function as human beings. So anything you attach the words I am to over and over again, consistency with your language, with your emotion, and with an emotional intensity, you'll eventually become it because it becomes a belief and a belief is self-fulfilling. Whether you think you can, whether you think you can't, you're right. You know, so often people say, I'm not that kind of person. What kind of person? And when did you define yourself? A year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years, 30 years ago, most people was a long time ago. And maybe at the end of this conversation, it's time to update your sense of identity. Maybe it's time to expand it. Maybe it's time to take some of the labels off that might limit you. Maybe it's time to look at some that you want to define yourself by as you move for the next five or 10 years of your life of growth and expansion. Self-esteem does not come from what people say about you. Self-esteem comes from what you experience about yourself. See, someone can tell you your whole life you're a piece of crap and a part of you can go, you're full of it, I'm gonna show you. Lots of people have done that. They never bought it. Or someone can tell you you're beautiful your whole life, you go, I'm not really beautiful. So what people tell you doesn't matter at all. It's what you stack. It's what you assemble. It's what you create. It's the habit of what you put in your head. There are situations where people get in a certain emotional state. They're scared, they're angry, they're afraid, they're whatever, and they behave a certain way. But if they do that several times, they might say, that's the kind of person I am. And once you do, it's self-fulfilling. Or worse, you know somebody and they were mean to you sometime and they're harsh, oh, they're such a mean, harsh person. Well, I bet they're different with their child. I bet they're different when they're not under stress. I bet they're... So when we give somebody an identity, we limit our ability to actually reach that soul or that spirit and we limit our own world. And we put ourselves in a place of judgment of others and when we're judging others, who's the first person we're gonna judge? Ourselves. People get vested in their trauma. People get vested in their pain. If you want to know the largest drug on the planet, it's not, you know, some prescription drug. The biggest, you know, drug on the planet is problems. Because everyone has a deep fear. Everyone. And the deepest fears we have are two. One is that we're not enough. 
We're not smart enough, young enough, rich enough, pretty enough, funny enough, something enough. And if we're not enough, it dinks the deepest fear we have, which is we won't be loved. And love is the oxygen, the soul. Because as human beings, if you get in your head, you're dead. Almost all of us can find something to be upset about. That's the nature of the mind. You need something that gets you to move forward. And like, I feel so bad for the generation today, you know, Z generation millennials, because so many of them are now talking about not even having children because of the exaggeration of the problems. We've always had problems and we've always learned to adapt to these challenges, whatever those challenges may be. But people today think these problems are forever because we've had some times here that we've never had where we literally shut down the whole world and had people trapped in their homes. And that has an effect on people because they don't have a compelling future. And it's gotta be a compelling future about more than just getting by. That's not compelling or surviving or doing okay. You know, the secret to anyone who succeeded is they found something they care about more than themselves. People make these generalizations because they don't understand how human behavior and how the human mind works. Mm. Once you understand there's only so many patterns, you can start to identify a pattern. And then the second step is to start to use it instead of letting it use you. Stress is a pattern. You either use stress or it uses you as an example. And then you get really good, you're good at creating patterns. And that's when you become really masterful. So we pay attention to a small amount of things. So if you're really happy, you're deleting all the things that could piss you off or make you worried. If you're really worried, you're deleting all the things you could be grateful or happy about. So, and we tend to generalize our lives because we're cognitive misers. We don't want to think things through. So if you have strong physiology, strong focus, then the third piece is meaning is what creates emotion. If somebody says something and you go, they're disrespecting me or they're challenging me or they're coaching me or they're loving me. Well, whichever word you select for those sensations in your body, your biochemistry becomes. And so, you know, somebody might say, oh, you know, this happened to me because God's punishing me or this happened to me because God's challenging me or this problem's here because it's a gift from God or someone else says it has nothing to do with God. It's the fact that I've been a lazy bastard, right? Whatever it is you do in your head, there is a biochemical effect. So there's the body, there's the focus, and there's language. Those three shape how you feel moment to moment. So many people that are abundant that are angry all the time because they're angry because they're not growing. I know some people are not a good influence. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying you're more than somebody's influence unless you obsess about it every moment and make them wrong so you can make yourself feel superior morally, psychologically, or spiritually. Stop the pattern. We've all done it. Catch yourself. Because if you want joy, happiness, and freedom in an extraordinary life, it will not come from blame. Never. There's no pride that comes from blame. I don't mean fake pride where you make up to feel good. I'm talking about real pride. Pride is something you earn. Like, unless you expand your identity, you're going to basically keep where you are. You might improve a little or not. You might go up and down a bit, but you're going to stay within a realm. If you're going to have an explosive breakthrough to another level physically, mentally, financially, spiritually, then we got to not only give you the tools, we got to shift that internal sense of who you really are and have you find that you are more than anything that's ever happened to you, that you can handle whatever shows up, even if it's incredibly scary or uncomfortable. We all have a life story, right? Some people's life is a warning. Some people's life is an example. So what I'm looking for is what's their story. And the story is driven by number one, what's their desire. If you go to a movie, read a book, in the first few minutes, the main character, you'll discover what their desire. Is it to merge with God? Is it to find a great relationship and have children? Is it to free themselves from being enslaved? Whatever it is, there's a driving desire. And then there's always, as soon as you have a desire, there's a problem, right? Because otherwise you'd have your desire. And the problem usually is character pieces missing within yourself. 
you're being selfish, you're not giving enough, you're not creative enough, you're not trusting enough, something enough. And then as you go through the story of a person's life, what happens is plan doesn't work, you end up having battles and the battles invariably are with external enemies, with intimate enemies, like who can hurt you more, the person you don't know or the person you love who seems to have betrayed you. And then there's the internal enemy, the conflicts within yourself. And as you fight through those battles, if you continue to grow, you come to a point where you have insights. You see what the real truth is. It isn't somebody else, it's me. This is what needs to shift. And if you see that and act on it, kind of jump through the opening, so to speak, then life's never the same again, or life is happily ever after, because you've made a shift in the core values and beliefs and emotions that are driving your life. There's something inside you that's bigger than anything that's ever happened to you, that ever could happen to you, and tapping in and finding that part of yourself is how you get someone to have sustained strength. And the mind is constantly dissecting things, separating, comparing. But when you look at back and you take a look at somebody's life and you look at the totalitary aspect of what am I here to serve? What am I here to give? What am I being called to for life? So identity and compelling future are the ultimate things that shape people. If you're not doing it, you don't own it. You don't experience it. So I'm a big believer in immersion where someone has to grow, where it's not a should grow, it's a have to grow. There's no choice. But all of this fear has put people in a place where there's no compelling future. And that's one of the things that we all need. We can all deal with the difficult today if we have a compelling tomorrow. So everybody's got to find it is what it is that they really love. But the skills you got to master to have life on your terms is one, the science of achievement. That's what you're describing. How do I take what I envision and make it real? And those are strategies and they are proven strategies. There are certain rules of the game. If you want to be healthy and you want a lot of energy, everyone's biochemically slightly different, but there's certain rules. If you violate them, you're gonna have low energy and dis-ease. If you align with them, you're gonna have enormous energy and strength. Same thing around finance. Anyone can grow financially, but most people don't learn the basic fundamentals. And so they're missing the strategy. So that's strategy driven. And I spent a good portion of my life teaching people that. But then the second part is what creates lasting fulfillment. If we're not making progress, we're not happy. But the really ultimate formula besides progress is appreciation, because you can make progress and then always have to make progress each moment to be happy. Happiness only requires that you are grateful. If you've got a billion dollars and three beautiful children that love you and a beautiful husband or wife, but doesn't matter what you have if you're not grateful, if you live in an emotional home, habitual pace of worry or frustration, your life's called worry and frustration. So it's you can be making progress and still be worried and frustrated. I look at my own life and I said, that's what I want to continually do. And it's a never ending process of saying, how do I keep pushing myself? People go through different stages of life in your birth to 20 is one stage of life. And everyone has a different stage, but you're primarily receiving information, learning, growing. 21 to let's say 41 is you're the soldier of society. Now you go test what you were taught. You think you're invincible. You're going to be a billionaire 10 times over. You can have 10,000 businesses. And then you learn things are more complex in one relationship than you could ever imagine. And you're not invincible. And so you learn in that time period. And that's a time period of a lot of stress for a lot of people trying to figure out how to make it work. If you work hard in the spring and the summer, so to speak, and now you come to fall 43 to 63, that's a power period because you've accumulated enough relationships, insights, strengths, skills, tools, if you've grown, that you now can really begin to have a reaping time in your life. And then 63 to 83 or 103, the oldest living people go to 120 is kind of the final stage. And that winter time is your chance to really be a mentor because at that stage, 
You don't worry about yourself. You're not judging yourself so much. You know who the hell you are. 